podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube and podcast channel. And we are back with episode 11 of Canny Chatter. Uh, we are joined this week by myself, Scott. I am your host as always. And we have the Canny Chatter regulars of Ian and Joe. And unfortunately, there's no Harry this week. Yes, he is off again. Uh, he's probably going on disciplinary by now with us. So because uh, he's missed so many days. He's, uh, I can't even call him a regular anymore, I don't think. But in his place, we have the lovely Daryl. Daryl, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm very good. Um, I think Harry's performance review is going to make for some interesting it reading is. when it gets done. It is. Must do better. Joe, mate, welcome back again. How are you, my yes, friend? Mate. Doing fantastic. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, be. looking forward to chatting uh, pre-season and everything else with you lads. It's been, uh, it's been an interesting few weeks, hasn't it? From nothing to, to everything in terms of content. So we've got loads to talk about. Whirlwind. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We will get straight to it. Um, Ian, as always, mate, how are you doing as well? Um, yeah, I'm all right. Full of cold slash hay fever. And it's really starting to annoy us because I've just sat mm. for the last like three days with balls of tissue stuffed up my nose and just sick of sneezing, if I'm quite honest. But other than that, all good. Hoping it clears <laughs> by the weekend because I'm away to Manchester for my birthday. So, um, yeah, hope it clears by the weekend. But other than that, I'm good because Hanny Chatter is literally my favourite thing to do. So, oh, wow. What in the world ever? Um, other yes. than eating food and sleeping, yeah. Basically, wow. the things that we talk about. Mm. But basically, yeah. yeah. I do feel sorry for Sophie if, if we come third. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling's probably mutual, like. Probably. <laughs> that's, that's, um, this was probably more of a favourite than I am to her so. well, well we'll start every week as we always do with our nice little icebreaker um, and that is of course for those who don't know anything new in the world of media that you've been consuming TV, movies, music or books uh, or video games um, anything at all Daryl what has been consuming your life over the last two weeks um, oh God, not much actually. I've just been trying to delve into, you know, a lot of our, we've been quite fortunate that a lot of the preseason stuff's been available to view for us. Um, mm -hmm. and I've been, I, I had a, another go. Um, I think I put FIFA 23 in the, in the Xbox the other day for the first time in about five or six months, and that didn't go very well. Um, I got fed up with that quite quick. Um, and, but I've seen, obviously, seen the trailers and that for the new one for this year. Um, now that they've broken away from the the licensing with FIFA and it's just AAFC now, um, looked good. Um, I'm definitely leaning towards getting a hold of it and and giving it a blast, like, especially because Willow's been a licensed team and a feature team as well. Because obviously we've got um, Isaac features in the in the trailer for a little bit, and we were one of the first teams to sign up when it first got announced earlier this year that they were breaking away from FIFA. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see and. Other than that, not much TV-wise. Just been flirting around a few things, but nothing new. Um, nothing major either. Um, but yeah, just plodding on with life and 
grafting and, and, and whatnot, you know, those things do. Plodding all my life, absolutely. You shouldn't be, you should be uh, chugging along with life. Well, is that, is that what yes, that, that um, works. Joe, mate, what have you been consuming this week and last? Um, I saw Oppenheimer on Monday. Oh, nice. Which, has anyone else seen I it yet? See it. I no. would like to go and see it. Ian's giving me a shrug. What's, is what's that, up? Is, is, that, is that an offer, Daryl? Oh. Are you kind of like... You I, I do want to go and see Oppenheimer. I do. <laughs> it's, it's on with this. They, they, they knew do Indiana Jones. Do you want to go on a date? I go on then. I go on. I... Oh, dear, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> you look lucky, Sod. Uh, cool. Ian, you're off. Ian, well, you're off. So... Uh, I don't like because I don't really watch like live TV. Like I'm aware of of the film name, and I'm aware Barbie came out, and there's this Barbie Heimer thing in Sky Sports. Try to be funny with it. Genuinely have no idea what Oppenheimer is or is about. So nuclear bomb, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's about the bloke who um, helped create the the atomic bomb, which was used in Hiroshima and uh... Nagasaki. But it's a really it's a, it's a really interesting film because obviously it follows that storyline and. Uh, not to spoil anything, goes it, it takes place in three different timelines almost, and it's a little bit fragmented. But it's not—I wouldn't say it's disjointed because I feel like a lot of films, when they try and do that, it can feel like I say a bit disjointed, a little bit hard to follow. Mm. But this one, I thought, was paced really well, and it follows both that storyline. But obviously, it kind of goes through this arc of who Oppenheimer is and his sort of moral dilemmas of what he's doing and sort of his thought process as well and it's really interesting there's a lot of, there's a lot of cameos in it um and honestly as far as films go it is absolutely phenomenal if is it i'm guessing it's you, long i'm guessing it's probably about three hours it's it? a it's about three hours yeah but it's mm. but it doesn't drag I, I, I would say that for a three-hour film it's really well paced i thought it was actually quite fast there were times where you thought to yourself, oh, it could be, it could drag on in terms of the dialogue mm. and whatnot. But the way that it, it's done, it really captures you. And yeah, if I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, so yeah. I've done that. And now I'm off to see even, even bigger cinematic masterpiece on Friday, Barbie, which I can't wait I for. See Barbie. Wow. So, oh. did, you, awesome. did you go and see uh, Oppen, Oppenheimer? It is Oppenheimer, right? I'm not, I'm, I am yes, that right. Oppenheimer, yeah. Did you go and see it in the IMAX 70 millimeter? Super special shot edition. Oh, no, so normal. we've got yeah, so the normal one. We've got an eye sense, which at the Odeon, which I think is that or close to that, but uh, didn't see it there. I, I would, I'll be honest, probably would go see it again in the eye sense because of just how well mm. it's shot. I think it would yeah. be a really good experience. Uh, yeah, so that's been that's been that in terms of films. Uh, in terms of TV, just finished Daisy Jones and the Six the other week. Yes, Carol. My man, my yep. yes. How how great is it, man? It's oh, it's man, such a good, such a so good show. Good. You know what it is? I got so surprised by the twist at the end, and that's all yeah. I'm going to say because uh, I don't want to ruin it for everybody. But it was a, it's a, it's a nice twist. Let's put it that way. I'd like to have a chat with you about it at some point. Yeah, fine. Uh, but it's no, it's Jesus, a really good. Get series. a room, you two. We can do. Well, we can chat about it on a date, on a cinema date before yeah, we're, yeah. we're going. Yeah, yeah. You can't talk in the cinema. That's a. That's one of the reasons why. No, no, no. We'll go, we'll go for Nando's. We'll go for Nando's before. Yeah, we are. Um. Yeah, and then we'll um. Hold hand in the cinema. Medium sauce. <laughs> nah, brothers only order a medium. Brothers order a medium. Speaking <laughs> of Ian, anyway, how's your week? Yeah, it's been canny. Not not really done much. Um, had the the odd women's world cup game on. Um, just while I sat and worked, um, 
Like I say, I, don't, I haven't really watched a lot of telly. It's like predominantly my telly watching is football, but there's not a lot of football on at the minute. I did watch two documentaries today, actually, that are, are canny on Netflix. One's called Into the Deep. Um, it's about this guy. I think he's called Peter Mazden or Madsen or something. And he's this Danish guy that wanted to be the first amateur astronaut and, and going out of space and was looking to build this rocket. But he also has a submarine. Um, and basically, this Swedish reporter goes to like document him building this rocket, and he ends up like murdering her. And like whilst the the film crew are like documenting this this build, and it's like I'm I'm a sucker for like criminal documentaries and stuff like mm. that. So. It's a it's quite story, an inter- yeah. yeah yeah it's a complete true story. Um, he ends up like if if you Google it, that's not really a spoiler because it's already happened. So and it's based like it is a true story. So he ends up getting convicted for murder. But the last scene on the um the, the documentary is probably chilling because he's like he's talking about what a psychopath is, and he's like the charismatic and like um like extroverted and like. Like got the gift of the gab and stuff like this, and he was like, "But the person wouldn't know he's like an actual psychopath, and th- that could be me." And it's like he's saying that whilst he's murdered somewhere. Just uh, can he? Oh, can he chill wow. Um, wow. Then there was another one, disappearance of I can't remember her name, bless her. Oh. But um, is that the is that the thingy murders where she goes to Japan? The, the boat. What boat? No. Is there any, oh, is is that quite I'll a new one, else. Ian? Because I think there's a one on my. It's just coming to my Netflix that I might have a look at. It was only released on Wednesday. Um, yeah, that's a story the from seen, like yeah. from 2000. Um, mm. Basically, I think she's an air hostess. She goes traveling in Japan, and then ends up missing. And it's just like the the documentary on on that, and that's like canny eye opening. And if you like suck, like I say, a sucker for the, the what's it called, macabre stuff. Like serial yeah. killers and murderers, and like, I'm, yeah. I don't know why, but I just like that fascinates us. Like criminal psychology fascinates. But yeah. um, yeah, they're they're worth a watch if you've got a spare. I think they're on for about an hour and a half, two hours. So, but nice. other than that, not a great deal, mate. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been watching too much, but I did start what we do in the shadows. Has anyone watched that? Or seen uh, that? Mate, that's I've on my list. I need to. It. It's it's Matt Berry and it's the guy who did Phone Jacker, the one who's in uh Four Lions, Rubber Dingy Rapids, oh, yeah. him. And there's I can't remember the last who the last's name who's in it as well, but there's those those three are like Victorian vampires in the modern day. So you know how oh, vampires yeah. obviously live forever. Yeah. The, and they've been stationed. So it's kind of like Father Ted where they've been stationed in a place <laughs> um in Staten Island in New York. Oh God! And they are they they have to take over New York, or at least in this first season. There's, I think there's five seasons of this, and it's still going on now. But yeah, um, it's really good. It's really really funny. Um, it's a bit slow the first episode because it's just the pilot. Um, so they're mm. obviously doing a lot of character introduction, that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it um, it, it's it it's kind of like. It's quite graphic as well. Like you see them proper like draining people of blood and stuff like that in the in it. So it it, it kind of goes a bit two ways. Um, but yeah, really funny. I think it's going to get better. I think I've heard it gets a lot better as well. Um, but yeah, what apparently I was talking to someone in our Telegram group. Apparently, 
There's a UK version of it, which I didn't know about. And there's a film of it as well, which I didn't oh. know about. Yeah, but I, I, think, don't know, I, think I don't know where all that's come from. But the TV series, the the American one, if that's what you want to call it. I mean, the actors are they're all English or they're all no. from Europe at least. Um, well, the the three main ones are anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's if they class that as the American one, it, it's very very good. Um, I love anything with Matt Barry and um, ever since. What platform uh, is it on, Scott? What platform is it on? BBC iPlayer. Ooh, yeah, it I think it's on iPlayer. Uh, I, I don't know because my platforms are different to your platforms, Daryl. Mm, I've, um, I've just checked. Being over here, but yes, um, right. BBC iPlayer. There you go. What we do in the shadows. Highly recommend it. Anyways, uh, have I done anything else? I don't think I have. I haven't played any games this week. I know that. Um, I've kind of give up on that climbing. What's it called? I don't oh, remember the name of it. Uh, Not so much a good uh, one. It only up. Only, only up. up that's the one. I've, I've got too far, too high up to fall down <laughs> after like an hour and a half to be back at the bottom. And I just, I was like, yeah, I'm going to lose me most of it. So I stopped that. <laughs> um, anyways, we will move on. So as we all know, preseason is back. Football is back. Newcastle Yay. football is back. Game. And we are obviously a Newcastle United podcast. Hello, listen, in the past few weeks, you probably wouldn't have believed that, but we are a Newcastle <laughs> podcast. And because there's so much going on, we thought for the Newcastle topic this week, we're going to talk all things pre-season. So last week, if you didn't catch the show, we talked about what we wanted to get out of pre-season, our expectations of pre-season, what we'd like to see in pre-season. And obviously now we're two weeks in, we've played four games. I want to say four games, yeah, four oh. games since we last spoke, yep. And, uh, yeah, we thought we'd have a little discussion about everything that's been going on in preseason, not just with the football, because today there's been a lot of movement with ticket stuff. We've got stuff about the fan zone as well that we can just talk about. So we'll just try and summarise as much as we can, everything that we can that's happened so far in preseason. Um So in three, two, one, go. No, uh, I'll, I'll not just say go, but let's start... Let's start with the actual games, because there has been four games of football. Um, Joe, mate, I'll come to you. Uh, have you seen all of these games? Did you manage to catch the Rangers and the, the Gateshead game before we went to America? Um, have you seen much of it? Yeah, yeah. I saw both games. Uh, I mean, the Gateshead game, not much you can really take from it, given yeah. that yeah, by the end of it, it was mainly the kids playing. And... You had a certain player starting who is now no longer even part of the club. So there's only so much you could take from it. It was a run out. It was um, it was one of those. And, and to be fair, Gates had given us a really good game, man. 2-0 up um, by, by half time. And it was also so torrential. It, it was also torrential rain and hail <laughs> and what have you. So yeah, I, you must you were caught in the middle of it, weren't you? Yeah, you were there, weren't you? Ian? Uh, well, no, this is the Gateshead game. Not much you can take from it, but it was what it was. It was good for the mm. um, good for both clubs, especially Gateshead, obviously with the revenue and the exposure. So, Ron, mm. brilliant. Uh, Rangers game was a, obviously a little bit more competitive. They themselves were in the Champions League and their no pushovers. We saw more of a first team uh, there. Obviously, Tenali got, um, got a start there. Yeah, he started. Mm. Uh, so we got that first 45-minute glimpse uh, from him. Looked really good. Strong pace. Uh, really fantastic uh, passing forward. Seemed to to click. So that was um, that was quite uh, promising, I would say. Quite exciting to see that. Mm. 
Um, now, yeah. So that's that's what it was. It was nice that we were able to to come from uh, from behind as well and win. Um, even though we did, you know, we're kind of winning a testimonial match. But what are you gonna do? Now yeah. the yeah. So those two those two were good. Obviously, just getting players back up to fitness. Not everyone was available, but it, it is what it is. You know, in the run out. Yeah, it was it was quite difficult. I think Chris and I did a match reaction for the Gateshead game and maybe it's the Rangers game. I can't actually remember. I think we did. And um, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did that oh yeah, and, and, yeah. And you joined us in the Rangers one as well, didn't you? Sorry, it's been so long. I know it's only been two <laughs> weeks, but it's been so long. But it was quite it was quite hard to actually kind of critique anything about the games because mm. they are what they are. Like you said, it's the Gateshead game was pretty much just we've been in training for two days. Let's get some gas in the legs. And then the mm-hmm. Rangers game was, as you said, a testimonial. I mean, the the keeper whose testimonial it was was in for the first what thirty minutes, forty minutes. Yeah, of the game. seven minutes he went off at, which I thought yeah, was, a it was weird. It was time. like, um, well, it was like a soccer aid game for him, really. Like he gets what he gets, and then they take him off and bring on like a proper keeper. And I know that's no disrespect to him, but you know what I mean, like a the the, the normal yeah. keeper that they the, the new number one um, as, as he was. The new number one, yeah. Uh, Ian, mate, you were at Gateshead. Have you dried off yet? Um, I think that's where the cold come from, to be honest. Looking, so just just a quick story. So I used to um, work for Gated Thunder when there used to be Gated Thunder and play at that stadium. So before, before um, you continue, Ian, can I ask you a quick question? Yes. Is there anything you haven't done? Because um, <laughs> every week you seem to have a diff- have had a different job. Wait, this this was when I was at uni, um, and I was training to be a, a physiotherapist. Um, and okay. my my friend, who is a, a, a is he a sub- I think he's a subscriber to the channel. Uh, now lives in I think it's New Zealand. Um, so shout out to Kevin Neighbor. He probably doesn't listen to this. He does. Great. Um, he definitely watches the videos though. Um, so yeah, I got it. Um, I would hope so. He watches them before they even come out because it's tomorrow yeah. there. Um, but no, he he played for them um, and then managed them. And when I was doing like my degree, um, I needed like work experience, so I just worked alongside the the club physiotherapist. And I was also the mascot Captain Thunder, um, which they've incidentally they've changed to a lion called Bolt, and it's not as good because Captain Thunder was a superhero and. It was great. I'll, that, that's another story for another podcast. Um, mm. What was on about? Why Why am I speaking about this? Oh, Gateshead. Yeah. You were there. So um, were initially, this like the main stand is was for the home like home supporters. So like you had the, the two behind the goal and then the one on the far side. And I knew that there was a roof, so I was like, oh well, I'll just I'll, I'll get the the one for the roof. Didn't realize the roof had blew off in a storm about two years ago. So I took Joey and my dad. Got in, it was like drizzly before kickoff, it was just monsooned, and I was sodden for the rest of the day. And then dried off, well, I say dried off, it just stopped raining, and then did the same at half time. But obviously, we're 2 0 down at half time, and there's only been twice I've ever left a match at half time. One was the Gator game, and one was the Arsenal game where we're getting beat 4 0, and we came back and got results no. of both of them. So, yeah, so, so it was it funny as well. Behind. Forever behind, and you're at the game. You need to go home. Need that, to leave, that yeah. yeah, okay. Basically, yeah, it was funny because like I had told Joey because he he had watched like the the four four game, and I said to him, "Oh, like it's the only time I've ever left at half time." And then he like kind of rubbed salt into the wound. Like when we won, he was like, "Remember the last time you left a game at half time, Dad?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> He's like, 
Cheers, um, Joey. Reserve yeah, it, thought, you scab. I thought, well, yeah, I thought the first game you can never judge it, especially when there was like six mm-hmm. like defenders in the, the starting 11, um, all fullbacks as well. Rangers game, I agree with Joe. It looked a lot more competitive and for like a testimonial slash preseason game, first half the intensity I thought was was what we witnessed last season. Um obviously got a glimpse of Tomelli who looked really good after 45 minutes. Um and then again, I think we I think we got pegged back in that game and then popped up with a winner in the last minute. Um I think the last two games I've recorded because they've been on at silly o'clock through the morning and just watched them when I've woke up. And again, it's early days and it's pre-season. Um, I think with Tonali, you can definitely see his quality. Like yep. you can, you can see he wants to get on the ball. He does the simple things very, very well. He doesn't hold on to the ball too long. It's quick, one touch, or and then pass or like pass straight back, pop it, like popping in around the space of the midfield. Um, I do think he needs to get up to speed, but that's that's going to be a given. He's yep. come from a, a a league where it's not as fast paced or intense as the Premier League. So I think it'll take a little while to adapt, but you can see the quality there. Um, and like I say, we've been behind in both those games and come back and got results, which isn't ideal because you never want to go behind the game. You never want to be at mm. risk of losing the game. But it does show that the mentality is there from last season that, like, say, two seasons ago, three seasons ago, if all an opponent had to do was score the first goal and then you thought, right, that's game over. But uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. Um, we'll come on to... to Standout players yeah, um, yeah, yeah. in a little while, and but there's there's a couple couple of really good honourable mentions mm. for that. But um, yeah, it's been all right so far. And I think the next game's half twelve on Saturday morning. So yeah, Brighton, isn't it? Yeah, Brighton. Brighton yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, I know it's the preseason, but I think I th- honestly looking at the pace that these teams are playing at, and bearing in mind that obviously Villa was a team that we really struggled with, Chelsea, uh, another team we didn't blow away actually in either game. You're looking at that and thinking this league is uh, next season is going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, I think, a lot more competitors up that's at the end of the table. Villa, you know, under under Emery are, are really improving, so it's mm-hmm. uh, it'd be a difficult one. Yeah, I think I think Villa Villa have bought well as well. This very well. well. They've they've recruited well. They haven't bought everyone. Like Tullymans was free, wasn't he? But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're finally playing the Emery way. Uh, you've got, like I said, Chelsea who. Have sold everyone and are now buying everyone. everyone. What well, I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on with Chelsea, but they looked like a good side. They, they, you know, they, I didn't watch the full match because uh, it was two thirty in the morning for me. Because obviously I'm an hour ahead, yeah. so it's even later. Um, but what I saw of that new the new strike has both of them and Kunku yeah. and uh, what's the other guy called Jackson. Jackson. Jackson uh, yeah. They they look pretty dangerous. Uh, yeah. to, like, uh, Very frighteningly quick, weren't they? Frighteningly quick. Well, they mm. got Ron Botman like he wasn't there for that first goal, which was worrying. Right. Um, but it's pre-season. We'll take nothing from it. Uh, Daryl, mate, just yeah. to finish, we're up on the games. Uh, obviously, you were at Glasgow for the Rangers mm-hmm. game. Uh, went yeah. with Mark, and um, obviously you you went. You're not in America, uh, but you you've seen a couple of the, the games from the US. If I remember rightly, saying yeah. Um, so we had the Villa game, which was three all. We went. Mm-hmm. To, 2-0 down pretty quickly, um, then brought it back, and then I think they went 3-2 up, if I remember rightly, and then it yep. equalised. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about with that Villa game, Daryl, is Harvey Barnes. New signing, I think he got 20 minutes at the end. Uh, obviously, he'd never even trained with the club, he, from his own admission, after the game. Um, 
do you think he's made a little bit of an impact on there? He looked looked pretty lively, didn't he? He did, um, and you know, listening to Eddie Howe afterwards, he had said that he's he's coming and he's not quite up to speed with the rest of the squad because he's been training on his own before he left Leicester. Um, and I think you can probably say that when you've seen him in some of the other training footage, and I think even in the glimpse in the cameo that we saw against Aston Villa, he looks like he'll slot in really well within the yeah. squad. Um, I don't think it'll take him that long at all to get himself up to speed. And I think by the time that we come around to play Brighton on Saturday morning, then I think he'll probably start and we'll see a good 90 minutes out of him. And I'm looking forward to it. Actually, I like how like it, he's quite a direct player. And I think yep. we need that in our game to to help with our pressing game that we have. Um, if I can just quickly touch back on Rangers. Um, yeah, sure. As you said, I went with Mark and I also went with my best mate, Paul. And I have to say, and I have to give credit to the home fans. Um, they were absolutely superb. We went, we found a little pub. Well, say pub, it was like a little social club between where we parked the car on the ground. And it was um, a, a really healthy mix of home and away support. And everybody was just, getting along like a house on fire. It was really nice. Um, and the stadium as well. You know, I've, I've been in the area of Ibrox before in the past, but I've never been into the stadium or seen a game there. And getting in there, it was really, like, once you got into the stadium out of the, the, the concourse area, it was actually really enjoyable to be in there. It was really good. Atmosphere was great. Um, even providing my own goal soundtrack to at the end after we scored the winner because Rangers played that song for their... Equaliser, but nothing for when we scored. So we came out with the the song at the end. But uh, it was nice of us to do a little bit of um, housery, let's say, and, and and spoil a testimonial for a goalkeeper and and make him con- well make him at least concede one and then just spoil it by winning the thing. Um, but no, really enjoyed it. Um, like I say, atmosphere good. Um, and the mingling between the fa- both sets of fans was fantastic. And. Part of us actually wants to get them in the Champions League draw as well, just to go back and and experience it on a more competitive level. Um, but I'm not going to complain if we don't get them, and if we do, even better. Um, and I think the one thing I would take from watching all four of the preseason games is I never really worry too much about how if things are going bad, I'm not going to like look at it and think, well, it's a major concern because that's what these games are for is to iron yeah. out all these little kinks in, in the system, in the squad, in the players, um, as we've mentioned. And like I say, I'm, I'm watching each game as it comes and I'm just thinking, you know, you can see signs of what we were doing last season and you can also see signs of where we're going to make improvements and as we'll get onto with certain players. Um, we're actually probably in a better position than we were, um, not just through the, the new additions from a broad, like, who have signed for fees and that, but from the emergence of players within the squad from the academy and whatnot, and from the from the shadows, um, there's it's going to be really interesting to see what we do with some of the younger players as well, because the question will now be: Do they stay or do they go out on loan? Yeah, and because of the schedule that we're going to have this season, it's going to be a really hard decision for Eddie Howe. And also, as well, I have to say it'll be a hard decision for for sure. I was the loan coordinator because. If we do send any of the boys out on loan, they're really going to have to be guaranteed minutes, and they're really going to have to be. At, they're going to have to like go to the right level as well. Um, so like we've seen Elliot Anderson in the past drop into League Two when he could have gone into League One, which fair enough was good for him because of where he is now. But if he doesn't hang around this season and he's sent out on loan, he can't go any lower than the Championship. And even if we have to send him somewhere else 
like maybe if it's he has to, if he has to go into the continent to a a top division on the continent like we have done with some of the signs that we've made um like Minty and, and that and he's gone into the Eredivisie um so it'll be interesting yeah. to see um I but, think Kuo's like, going there as well isn't he yeah, yeah I think he is yeah um and I think like I say we've got another what well, we've got another three games left of pre-season if we include the two in the Seller Cup next week yeah. um so great opportunities just to sit back analyze it and just you've got to look at it from a particular angle you've just got to watch it and, and, and take in as much detail as you can because it's going to shape how we go forward in the season um, and I think like Ian mentioned with Tenali I think he once he gets settled and I don't think it'll take him that long because of the group of players that we now have and, and, and the way the mm. squad is once he gets embedded and settled I think he'll, I'll be, he'll be on fire him he's just looked absolutely fantastic. Um, I've seen a few comments from, I think, the game last night saying he didn't quite look like he was firing on all cylinders. That could be tantamount to anything. It could be the conditions, you know, it's been roasting out there in, in Atlanta. Yeah. So it could be could be to do with that. And I gather it's not too much co- uh, too much colder in uh, New York, so it's going to be interesting to see how they all deal with that. But Aren't they, aren't they different time zones as well? Isn't Philly yeah. different time zone to Atlanta? Yeah. You've got to think, yeah. is it Justin from... Coming from Italy to the UK, and I know that's only an hour, but as someone who does that quite a lot, it kills you. That one hour yeah. is an absolute bastard. I can do four hours, no problems, but a one hour times the difference is the mm. worst because you wake up yeah. mega early or you go to sleep mega late. Um, he's then obviously flying over to Philly, and that's a what a plus seven, yeah, I think it is, six, a seven five, hour six, difference. Seven hours, yeah. And then he's going from Eastern time to Central time or Mountain time. I don't know which one it is in Atlanta, one yeah. or two. And then he's going back up to New Jersey where it'll be yes, it'll be back at the same time zone as Philly. But like people are kind of saying look, a lot of the players looked maybe a bit leggy last night. Mm-hmm. They've got that to consider, but you've also got to think it would have been very, very, very hot last night. I know yeah. that stadium's air conditioned and it did look outstanding, by the way, that Mercedes it Stadium. It really did. Um, it did. Right, yeah, yeah. It's very similar actually to Minneapolis. In Minneapolis mm-hmm. City Centre, they've got a very similar stadium. I think the Super Bowl was held there a few years ago. I think that's a Mercedes-Benz one as well. So I don't know if Mercedes have got like a just like a cookie cutter thing where they'll build stadium because yeah. it's it's their stadium. It's not it's not the Viking Stadium. It's the it's the mm-hmm. Mercedes-Benz Stadium that the Vikings use. Um, but yeah, it looked very good. So you mentioned there about you know the group of players. And we've mm-hmm. all seen the content that's been coming out over this yeah. pre-season. And Joe, it's, it's been pretty outstanding, the amount of stuff we're getting from there. I I do want to touch first on the actual stuff from the US. And I'm not talking about with the players. I'm talking about with the fans. So you have, you know, and, and we've seen, you know, Adam P's videos and some other channels' videos and some other people out there. Shades out there at the moment, um, you know, going to all these different things as well. They seem to be doing a lot for the brand over in the US. But it doesn't seem like they've maybe needed it. Looking at that tailgate party in Philly, a lot of Newcastle fans in the US. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you you can't blame us, man. We're an absolute dedicated <laughs> mad bunch, aren't we? Uh, but you know what it was? I just think it's a really great... Um, it was a really great, great advertisement for international fans that have really followed the club through thick and thin. If you watch mm-hmm. one of, I mean, Adam P's videos, for instance, he interviews like three or four 
uh, American fans and, and talks about, you know, when did you start sporting the club? Uh, what's your story and your background behind it? And it was really nice to hear just everyone's unique story on uh, on why they started supporting the club, whether it was because of a particular player, whether it was just because they were going against the grain from what their mates were supporting. You know, one guy was said, you know, all my friends started supporting Arsenal, Chelsea, and he's like, I didn't want to be a poser. Um, <laughs> I think he had just saw a game on TV and, and liked what he saw. So he's like, yeah, I'll support Newcastle. Like, I think he was saying that the, the crowd and the fans is uh, really what convinced him. And it's really cool seeing that. And you get the, and you get that really good exposure. And, you know, for fans that do not get to see the club and the team, rarely, if ever, it's a it's a great opportunity for them. Even some I know so like they were saying some American fans were still taking like five hour, six hour planes from the other side of the country yeah. just to get there. You know, so it's not like it was a stone's throw for, for some of them either. Mm-hmm. So the real dedication, the mix between yeah, the Geordies and the Americans, uh, and you know, it, other international fans as well. Some guy came all the way from Hong Kong just to be a uh, part of the atmosphere and go to the games. Obviously, we saw the likes of uh, Shea Given, Shaw Ramiobi out there as well, representing the club directly. Darren Eels was out there too. I yeah. mean, it's just... Warren Barton as well, was there? Warren Barton. I think he lives out there now, yeah. Yeah, he's in California, yeah. isn't he? And do you know what? You know what? Think of what the club was like just a few years ago, and that would never have happened. Not on that, not to that extent, not to that scale, not to the the care and the the... the um, the purpose that they have, that they've done that have done it with this time around, and it was just great. It was great. Uh, so do, no, I've been a I big fan. A lot of that, a lot of that has to do with Darren Eels, because yeah, from what I've heard from absolutely. Atlanta fans, he was all about that when he was at Atlanta tailgate parties, you know, player engagement, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he knows how to get the Americans like ticking, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously they showed us a couple of things. Um, the tailgating and whatnot, and yeah, it was just yeah. Co- really cool seeing the two cultures meet. So, no, I've, I've had a great, great time all watching these videos and seeing um, all the things that have been going on. The best thing we can do as well is we have we have a comparison that we can make with this because if you remember the last time we were in America when we played Portland Timbers in one of the games, and I think was it Steve McLaren's season? Yeah, I, I think I remember now. Yeah, and you can just compare it and just the complete one eighty spin. Yeah, um, the U-turn compared to that tour, to compared to the tour that we're doing now, um, I also think that the quality of opposition is helping. Yeah, because it's other mm-hmm. Premier League teams. Um, I mean, it would be nice to mix up and, and and play an MLS team. Don't get me wrong, but because we're playing these Premier League teams, it means that we have to up our game as well. And we've mentioned that a little bit earlier. We're talking about how the the conditions and whatnot are affecting the team, and we're having to play these. Games are going to be more like the league games that will be coming up to in the, in the season to come. Um, and I've absolutely loved watching the interaction with the lads and lasses in America. And, and big up to Shade and, and to Rich as well, who have been featured in some of the videos. And like Joe was saying with with Alan P, like he's asking guy like the the guys out there about their backstories and what. And if I would point anybody into the direction of the United States that we've had on the channel, and that's exactly. It's a it's a bit more of a, an in depth dive into the relationships between the different fan groups in America and and, and Shade and Rich handle that really well. So big up to them. And if anybody's listening, go and check out the United States because you'll just get to understand why we're like why we are supported the way we are in America. And honestly, it's the world's our oyster, really. And like you say, Darren Eels has done a magnificent job just mm-hmm. promoting the brand out there. And I think 
the one thing that sprung to me um, in the last couple of days was just like, so like Joe mentioned the, the amount of fans that were in Atlanta and, and the size of that tailgate party and um, he, they talking to Shade earlier today like there were even more in Atlanta it was a yeah. bigger crowd again so God knows what it's going to be like when we get to New York on Saturday I think with Atlanta Miggy Almiron yeah, is a big, a big yeah, because I, I work with a guy who lives in Atlanta uh, and he's always like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a secondary Newcastle, I'm an Atlanta United fan by, you know, by, you know, heart, whatever, but I'm a secondary Newcastle fan because of Miggy Almiron. And you've mm. got to think a lot of the players will be, the, I mean, you just saw the reception he got when he scored his goal. I yeah. mean, it was, it was meant for the little lad. I said little lad, he's 28 or whatever. Uh, so pleased for him. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's simply so nice for him. Nice return. Yeah. But you know, every club, every club has a, a you know a player that has brought in a new set of fans. I think of Son at Spurs is a really good yeah. example. Yeah. Um, there's throughout history, you've got this, these players that light up these cult heroes that light up uh, a team in the Premier League, and they bring up you know a new swathe of fans, and that is a perfectly valid way of supporting yeah. uh, a new team. You know, we've, I think we've seen one or two negative things on social media that blown up a little bit about international fans and whatnot, which I completely disagree with. I think if you support the club, you support it through thick and thin. As long as you're there through the good times and the bad times, who cares? Like, you know, we're supposed to be a united club. We're supposed to be one that looks after, you know, each other. And you got you got to live and die by that. You know, that's yeah. what you preach here. Yeah, I think um, you know the whole idea of a, of a plastic fan. Um, I'm, I'm of the opinion you can't have a plastic fan until you've won something. So there's no mm-hmm. such thing as a plastic Newcastle fan, but at least the last what sixty, seventy years. But, so, but, but even yeah. even then, you, you know, like if someone tomorrow decides they want to support Newcastle, let them support Newcastle. Like, what's the big deal? Doesn't affect yeah. you. Doesn't you know? Doesn't mm-hmm. cause anything. Yeah, they might get a ticket to a game once in you know once in a blue moon. Who cares? Let them go to the game. It'll only make them support one more. Why not? Mm-hmm. Anyways, we'll move on because that's another rant for another, <laughs> another video. I could rant um, about this, but there's no point. Let's keep it positive. Ian, mate, um, yes. we've seen some content, not only from the fan side of things, but Newcastle obviously put out a lot from the players. There is the notorious, and I'm calling it notorious because it is notorious, the baseball bonanza of a video that they put out i think it was only yesterday um the content that we're getting from this this media team that newcastle have and they are growing that media team as well there's actually already job postings i think on nefc.co.uk for video producers and social media people they're they're building more of a team where it was just grant i think you know <laughs> so god knows how many oh, years the, on grant, by the way um yeah, oh yeah big up, yeah, big right. up hero grant. amongst yeah, men you know, I think he's 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 needing a bit of help now. We're we're multinational and we're oh, going yeah. wherever we're going. Um, but <laughs> are you are you impressed with the content that the club's putting out? Uh, yeah, I'm all I'm all for anything like that. Not necessarily fire on the wall content, but like just behind the scenes. Because mm. um, let's face it, like we we see footballers as like we put them on a pedestal when realistically they're just humans doing a job, and yep. to see them not in like a like it basically in their sort of what their office would be on a football pitch and just seeing them enjoying like a different culture, like the team bond and stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's, I thoroughly enjoy it. The, the baseball, like even the, when Harvey Bond signed and 
I think it was Dan Byrne, uh, might have been Longstaff, and someone else yeah. come down with like know, the baseball meet up. Oh no, sorry, it was yeah. it was when Joe Linton. It was when Joe Linton met met mm. up with him. Um, Jacob Murphy comes in now. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's they're just like it's like what like what kids would be like. They just have yeah. that like. But again, like I say, we see them as these like professionals and like they seem a lot older than they are. They are just kids that are, are living the yeah. dream. And like I say, the, 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 arms. the That's what they are. yeah, the yeah. the content's been been great. I love anything like behind the scenes, um, and particularly like I say, the the, the team bond in the baseball game was was absolutely mm-hmm. great to watch. Um, we'll move on on this topic to standout players in preseason. And Ian, we'll come to you first, mate. Um. Obviously, there's only been four games, and obviously we know this is preseason, but there have been one or two standouts. So, who do you use being, you know, kind of the the player that's caught your eye in this preseason so far? It is only the, like I said, there's still four games to go, three games to go. So, so far, there's three. I'll not I'll not mention all three. The the one that I want to touch on massively is, is Elliot Anderson. I think um, I said this possibly at the on the Rangers review that we. Me, you, I think it was Mark and Chris were discussing the current squad at this time last season and what, what yep. we would expect from Anderson. We, we all expected him to go out alone, possibly the League One or a championship side. He had a couple of um, cameos at the start of last season and I thought he, he did well for the most part of, of them. Um, again, he, he's had opportunities sort of last throughout the last season, towards the end of last season, where he, he did look okay, I think. For for being such a young lad, I think he's what eighteen, nineteen, maybe. He just looks like of such a mature player. Like he's he's movement. He's not afraid to get on the ball and drive at you. Um, he's popped up with a couple of assists. Um, I think the particularly the Villa game. Um, he, he just looks really, really intelligent. Like for a a, a lad that young, he's got a. a Player closing him down. He's got the the knoll just to sort of dummy a shot, put it back and curl it in, and then he shifted the for the second goal against Villa where Isaac scored. He's little like sort of he just drops the shape of his body and loses a defender and gets his shot away. So I, I know what I'm talking about. So I think Daryl mentioned whether players will stick around or. I would honestly, I'd love to see him in and around the the first team and not not necessarily a starter. But getting regular game time, and I think because of the the, the more games that were in this season, I think he yeah. will feature. Um, like you say, he, he looks like he's set up as a sort of very much what Joel Willock is, where he's the left of the three centre mids. He could even do a job as le- like out wide on and play on the left. Um, so it'll be. I don't necessarily think it's a massive season for him because he's still got a lot of development. He's still got a lot to learn. Um, but I. And again, even if he, he gets things wrong, that, like that's okay. He's he's, he's a young lad, he, mm-hmm. and he, he quite clearly, or Eddie Howe quite clearly thinks he's he's got enough in him to 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 challenge for those first team positions. But yeah, I think he he's been he's been probably the standout performer for me, which is great to see because you talk about oh we'll need to strengthen this area, we need to strengthen this area, FFP. Like it's great that you've got someone already there and what yeah. makes it better is he's, he's obviously come through the academy where for a good good while we've struggled to produce anything from from the academy in my opinion so that just makes it all the more better for me yeah i mean i, I think he might be a fourth um homegrown for the champions mm. league squad because you need your four who were brought through the newcastle ranks then you need another four yeah. 
from the what's it called like the organization like the yeah, SA, like SA, yeah um because you, you you'll have you'll have long stuff you'll have gillespie you'll have uh long stuff so if i said long stuff twice I've done long, it, long yeah. stuff uh, long stuff Dumont, gillespie and then it'll yeah. be anderson and will be the yeah. because a lot of people think and we'll come on to lewis miley now a lot of think it'll be miley but, but he's too young isn't he he's too yeah, young that that doesn't fall until March next year when he mm-hmm. turns 18 because that'll I be think... his four years I think it is at the yeah I think you've got to be trained for four years at the club and that's where his yeah. four-year anniversary lies so I think, um, I think he still plays Anderson. but I just don't think he'd be named as a homegrown player yeah mm. I think Anderson might actually be in his early 20s you know 22 yeah I think Anderson's a little bit older is he than, uh, are yeah. yeah still um, still, still good yeah um, Lewis Lewis's brother Jamie he's 19 hmm but he has he he's featured in the squad, but he hasn't really got many minutes, not compared to what Lewis has got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he Lewis, featured against Gateshead and Rangers, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And Lewis has looked absolutely fantastic, like, hasn't he? Yeah, well, we can move on to, to Lewis if you want to talk about that. Daryl, there's another player who's yeah. standing out in preseason. Um, I noticed a bit during the game last night as we as we record there. Um the Chelsea against game. the yeah, the Chelsea game, and he, he just made them Enzo Fernandez looked like he wasn't even there, really. He, he was so good on the ball. And I have to give Roger a, a big shout-out for uh, the, the Tanfield-Tardelli tag that he gave him the, the, this afternoon in, in the group chat there. Um, I mean, when we saw him come on against Chelsea in the last game of the season, and I'm sitting and I'm in the away end that day, and I'm thinking, Craigie, how tall is he? He's huge. He's absolutely mm-hmm. For a, for a centre mid, he's got a weird build, hasn't he? He had for a seventeen-year-old kid. He's got yeah. a weird build. Well, yeah, it's, it's mental. Um, but you know, it's like it's like a seventeen-year-old from Greece. Where he's like, Greece. Like, <laughs> not, not Greece the country, Greece the movie. I'm talking about where um, he's actually fifty-five, oh, right. six foot. <laughs> but he, he he looks when you see him and you watch him, and he just looks so calm and collected on the ball. Mm. Nothing really phases him. He's got strength. He's he's quite yeah. strong, and he can hold people off and. His future is one that's going to be one to watch this season. I wonder if he might just be giving Eddie Howe cause to to think about what he wants to do with him because I don't know. It like the way he's been playing in preseason. Should he really be leaving? I think, I think Howe said last night, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's confident. He'll be, yeah. He said he'll be in and around the squad. Yeah, that's even better for him than because I think given where we are, given the trajectory that we're on. There's no better place for him to to start to break through than to do it with us this season because he's guaranteed to get minutes. He is guaranteed to get minutes because of the amount of competitions we're in. Yeah, I think for me, one standout player has been player we just mentioned earlier, Anthony Gordon. I think he's yeah. coming into his own since, well, I would say since the the end of last season, he really started to find his form a little bit. He started to play. Obviously, got his goal as well. Um, I know I say goal, he probably should score more than one, but he got his goal, which I think. You know, it's a straw that breaks the camel's back and gets him rolling uh, in that sense. Um, obviously, went off to the Euros with England, um, ended up winning it, ended up becoming player of the tournament. Um, his confidence is sky high, yeah. and you can absolutely see it on the pitch. He's mm. taking on players, he's he making runs. The ball he played last night in that Chelsea game to uh, set up Miggy, well, the, the run first, the second yeah. run, he takes past, you know, the, the centre midfield, like it's not even there, and then crosses, you know, crosses the ball. Well, crosses through the pitch, plays Miggy through, and then obviously Miggy does what Miggy can do really mm. nicely and finish there. Um, and it looks like as well he's integrating into the 
the squad and the friendship mold. I saw that there's the video of him and Callum Wilson, Callum Wilson yeah. playing Jenga with uh, Dummett yeah. and Gillespie. Um, yeah. And they're bouncing off each other quite a lot. That's quite nice as well to see. Um, so I think... I think while this is a it's a great preseason for him, I just hope the momentum stays with him and he doesn't pick up any little injuries or anything like mm. that. And he, you know, hits the ground running in the league because I think he's was starting midfielder or one of them. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we're starting to we're clearly starting to see the player that Eddie Howe wanted for Seen so him. long. Yeah. Yeah. He's wanted for at yeah. least a couple of years. And when he first came, obviously he had an injury and he wasn't quite up to fitness. And we and, and everyone was like, really, is this is this going to take off? But look, the, the winning the winning the champion uh, the, the Euros and getting this preseason done, getting the fitness up, recovering from his injury, there's all things that have just come at the right time. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I'm I think I'm more excited to see Gordon this season than any other player, even like the likes of Tenali and Barnes. Mm. I just think I just think he's now got a great opportunity to cement himself in this team, which he didn't have the opportunity to do last season. And it's going to be interesting to see exactly where he plays him because now we've got Barnes on the left-hand side. Miggy is banging them in still on the right-hand side. Our midfield so is pretty stacked. Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm being funny. Yeah, the last yeah. done well. The last done well. You know, yeah. like some Willick, um, obviously we just said, Elliot Anderson as well. These are all players that are starting to grow and develop and what i really like as well going on a bit of a wider point is that we're looking at a squad that is really young not inexperienced but still really young a lot of our yeah. players are between like 22 to 25 even um like joe linton's like 26 um nearly 27 so we're we're getting players either in their peak or just before their peak and what's great is that you see them already gelling and already molding. And I just feel like well, as the years go by and as Eddie Howe continues to develop and stamp uh, his authority on these players, we're just going to see, um, you know, a more uh, a cohesion and a, you know, a better yeah. mold with, with this team. So it's really exciting. But yeah, I'm really it's, looking forward to seeing how Gordon develops. It's fun because, you know, players outside of Newcastle will see the videos we put out where they're all at the baseball and see the you know the other things going on and yes other clubs do it I'm not saying we're the only one to put out social media content with players you know bonding and gelling but it just seems different like, it just, yeah. like I said before they seem yeah. like a band of friends they seem like a group of lads that really get on and that could be like a deciding factor for a player in maybe two three years time who's like do I go to Real Madrid do I go to Man U? Do I go to Newcastle? Like I know, I know you laugh like that, but we've just we've just signed Tenali from AC Milan. Like yeah. that isn't unrealistic yeah. anymore. Like those those players will be making those decisions, and it could just be well, the money's no different. The clubs are in the same competitions because maybe yeah. we'll still be in Champions League by then. What is the deciding factor? And it could just be looking at the squad that's there and be like, well, they look like a fun group of lads to be around. I want part of that. It could also work against with all players could be very intimidated going into a group like that, like I mentioned earlier with Tenali, mm. and just be like, I don't want to, no, I don't want to, I don't want to mm. break into that because I, I could, you know, that's like you, like you said before, it's anxiety, whatever. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's tricky. But then you've got, I think you've got, um, I think you've got all the players though that are mature enough to see this. I mean, yeah. we, we spoke about it oh, before yeah. with Trippier coming in and speaking to Tenali. You'll have the likes of Callum Wilson and Dan Byrne who, See this coming in. I mean, they're going to be seeing some, you know, these younger players coming into the ranks and they'll want to integrate them. And Eddie Howe and the coaching team will have that quite high on their agenda as well, integrate these players in. So I don't think it'll go amiss. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, I think it's going to be harder as the seasons go on to say goodbye to some of these players because mm-hmm. let's not beat around the bush. There are some players there that we, we do love, but, you know, are they still going to be the club next season, the season after, whatever, because is our quality going to just engulf their limitations? We don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll move on from like what the club has been doing in preseason from a footballer standpoint to some more off the field things. As I mentioned earlier, today we got the digital season ticket to be added to your mobile phone. Can I just say to anyone who's listening now or who anyone who listens before the start of the season, get your season ticket on your phone as soon as you can. Because I will guarantee you, if you don't do it and you turn up at the ground, you will not get a signal. Mm. to log into that website to download that ticket so just get it yeah. done now it it does makes no difference but do it now um so yeah we have the digital tickets obviously the memberships all went on sale this week as well uh we got news of the this i'm going to call it the cellar dome whatever the fan zone is going to be called <laughs> with stack uh this week as well um i'm sure i'm missing some things as well you know i'm sure there was a membership this week yeah memberships. yeah memberships um but the there's a lot kit. going on off the field. Um, yeah, I mean, the, that, that third kit, me and Chris did a, a reaction to that uh, this last week. Um, still hasn't shipped from Pistol, by the way. Neither has me away top. So, you know, <laughs> Good luck. Still, still waiting, still waiting. But uh, we'll see what happens. Well, sorry, no. My away kit did ship from Castor, but they sent, it from the, they sent it from the UK warehouse and they sent it to Liverpool and it got sent straight back. So, yeah, they they refunded me. And so, and they had the cheek to tell me to use the right website. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on your website, mate, and it comes up with a little Dutch flag in the corner. I don't know what else I can do. Anyway, sorry, I'm not complaining about Castor anymore. Um, but Joe, just to come back on the the whole ticketing thing, they cleared a lot up today, but there's still a lot of questions. Is this maybe one area where the clubs maybe let us down a little bit in the communication side of things, or is it you just think? They want to get everything right before they release anything. No, I I think I had this practice with Wembley. We had the same issues. There were so many mm. questions that came out around balloting, around uh, priority access, around uh, quite a few things. And it all it would have taken really was a little bit of foresight in a in a faxing, you know, what's FAQ section on the website. I feel that the Looking at some of the updates that they've had on the website, like about memberships and whatnot, I feel like they're being deliberately evasive, and it's yeah. un it's it's quite uncharacteristic to what we've been used to since the takeover. So I'd say this has been, yeah, I'd say this has been one of the very, very, very few uh, sort of red flags or or yeah, black marks on the uh, on on the current legacy of the of the, of the new ownership but you know these things are going to take time so they will get better at it i just think with how close we are to the season and how many people are relying on news um it, it could have been done quicker and i think that they yeah i think they've had that practice already like i say back in february so they really should have um had the foresight to to at least answer some of these questions in real time yeah. i mean i think that you know by the time the season comes around and a few weeks in everyone will be up to scratch everyone will understand how it all works but you know just that clarity in the first place i mean we had people bringing up the box office just to get basic answers to questions and having to post it on twitter for people yeah and that's not really that's not really good enough at any level mm. uh so yeah yeah uh, i mean, I mean uh, 
I've I've bought the international membership. I still don't really know what I do, what that means, uh, mm. compared to a normal membership. Like they've they listed the things, and I get one or two things more than what a normal member does, and they get things that I don't get. The whole ticketing thing, the word priority isn't in my ballot, but then again, very like ambiguous, say, I think isn't it? People have mm. contacted the box office and been told, no, no, it's all going to be the same ballot. It's like there's nothing, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to knock at the international one because I didn't know if, you know, maybe next week they'll be like, you bought the wrong mm. one and cancelled. And also, mm. the one thing they didn't say anything about until there was 80,000 people in that queue on the website yesterday was that there were going to be unlimited members. Yeah. yeah. So I was in, bought and gone. And then they went, oh, it's unlimited. Take your time. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I could have just waited and got yeah. this. People but literally were waiting. Nobody knew. Hours. Yeah. Hours. Yeah. People... Well, I, I waited an hour and got kicked to the back of the queue. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, some, 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 some people were saying, yeah. I mean, some people were saying, "Oh, why? Why was everyone online at ten o'clock? You know, there was no, there's no point to that." It's like, yeah, because at the time, no one knew if it was yeah. limited or not. Mm-hmm. Last year, they stopped selling them after a few days. Obviously, they stopped selling the thirty-five the quid one, which contained the box and that. Yeah, but even the digital ones, they stopped selling after a few yeah, days. Them, so, yeah. So no, so no one really knew. And like you say, it wasn't until after the major queues died down that they went. Oh, by the way, guys, uh, yeah, it's actually <laughs> unlimited. And you know what it is? You can actually buy them anytime throughout the season. It's absolutely fine. It's like, okay, great. So, you know, I mean, I ended up, because I got to the front of the queue fairly quickly, I ended up buying like them for six people who were my friends and family and stuff because just so they didn't have to bother waiting. And at the end, and you know, I didn't actually have to end up doing that. Um, mm. I mean, obviously, it not a problem that I did, but, you know, it's it's one of those where yeah, yeah, yeah. if I, yeah. So it's just it's just little things like that, which you think, yeah, think about it. You know, think about these things in advance and just tell people it's not hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if they, as you know, as, as I think you would probably admit that this seemingly like lack of communication on on this front in particular, I'm starting to wonder if it's not necessarily just on the club here, but it could be on the provider of this digital service. So it's NFC, yeah. I think. So it could be partly down to them as well. And I think they have made a couple of own goals where even if they had just come out and said, right. He has a date for when this is going to be announced. There's been a few things that they could have cleared up quite easily and said, like, you know, us not knowing that certain things about certain aspects of it. And, like, we knew that the memberships were coming, but they could have said that, well, he has the date where we're going to announce the details of the membership. I mean, they could have given us that weeks, months in advance. Yeah. And it seemed to just all have to come out in a matter of days and weeks. Um, Bear in mind, the season starts in, like, two weeks yeah, as well. Exactly. I was going to so say, yeah, two weeks the Arsenal awesome game. We don't know how those tickets... Um, well, actually, before we even get to that, it's the Salah Cup in two weeks' time. Yeah. People don't know where their tickets are. Like They don't, yeah. know, how they, they don't know what's going on with them. I think um, that's going to be the dry run for all this digital oh, I, yeah, idea. So the two days yeah. next week or end will be the, the dry run for all this. So yeah. God help them if it doesn't work, but I would they, they'll, they'll have to make sure everything's up to speed and everything's really spot on for that to work next weekend. Because if, if there's yeah. any sort of chaos next weekend trying to get in there, then... I don't think they'll sort it out in the week leading up to Villa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to ask. I'd like to ask everyone actually. Since I, we've all bought memberships, right? Like one, one membership or the other yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point. What are your thoughts on them being unlimited and being able to be accessed throughout the season? Because when I first found out about that, it, it left a little bit of a sour taste, just because it made me think. Well, we're essentially paying nearly forty quid as an upfront tax for. Mm. You know, able to get into a ballot for a sale, which you know, if anyone wants to get a ticket at all, they'll just pay forty quid up front. It's almost like 
I appreciate last season was uh, the random pick, uh, sorry, random queue number. So you could argue that it's a similar thing, but at least at that point, memberships were limited. So you thought, well, at least you know, I've paid to be part of a mm-hmm. system which like gives me a bit of exclusivity. Yeah. 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 Mm. Whereas now it feels like you know, any Tom, Dick, and Harry can just pay the, the upfront fee, and then you're part of essentially a general sale. I mean, I, that was my first thought. Since I've had a bit of time to reflect on it, I think the club doesn't have a way they can have a win-win scenario yeah. whilst being inclusive to all fans. So this is probably the best way to do it. It just means that fans who were more savvy to getting tickets last season through the queue system yeah. mm-hmm. will have to, you know, won't have that that same percentage chance of success this time around, which yeah. unfortunately is a price we're paying for success at the end of the day. So it's yeah. probably the fairest way to do it. But well, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it. It's to me, it's 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 sorry, Scott. It's it's we're sort of bound by this until we expand, until we get more seats in the stadium and there's more room for people. Unfortunately, this is how it's got to go. And you know, ah. Used, I shared a season ticket for the last few years, and because of the work commitments of the the lad that I shared it with last season, I was nearly every home game. I think only missed two or three, um, and obviously due to the terms and conditions implied this season for the digital side of it, I'll be limited to fewer games because of that, and that's absolutely fine for me. Like we we all accept that that this is going to be the cost of becoming a better club, better team, and um, more successful, um, and. Again, same thing applies. Like, I've got my membership, so if I need to go into a ballot for a ticket, I can enter one. But mm-hmm. you know, if you don't get, then you don't get. But it, it's like not everybody, not every season ticket holder will have opted into a cup scheme. So there's still going to be availability in and around the place. Not like there will be the hardcore lot, and I, I know a few of the hardcore lot that will have entered to every cup scheme as part of their season ticket package. But like I say, there'll be some that haven't simply be yeah. purely for cost reasons and everything like that. Um, so there, there will be opportunities. And I think, like I say, this is going to be until we can get more people inside the ground. This is unfortunate. Like, it is unfortunate because some people will miss out and it'll be sad. And like, I'm a little bit sad that I might not get to as many games this season as I did last year. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we all want the club to do well. And I think the basic maths of all this is the club have probably made three and a half million quid yesterday just by selling memberships, which is good for the money. It's good for the books. So, you know, it's 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 a, it's a double-edged sword, so it's the yeah. cost of success, isn't it, basically? Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I don't think there should be a limit on the number of memberships they can sell. I think they should be able to sell as many as they want, mm-hmm. but there should be a cut-off point. And that cut-off point should really be first day of the season like you get your membership through the summer and if you don't get it when, before the season starts then you know you can't buy it the fact that they've said that you can just buy this whenever you want yeah i mean there will be people who you know members will be season ticket holders who thought i'm not going to get a membership and then three months down the line they see that you know the ballots are actually working and a lot mm. of people are getting tickets and there's actually more chance of people getting tickets and it's more variety they think, oh well, I'll get another mem- I'll get my membership so I can try and get a second ticket to take a, a mate or whatever. Um, so I think in that regards, yeah, I think you know, don't limit how many memberships you sell, but have a cutoff point for when you yeah. can buy them. Um, when it comes to the ballots, yeah, I mean, I think there will be some who you know would sit there with you know twenty tabs open on 
on different browsers and get different queue numbers and then go to the, the next queue. We've all done it. I mean, everyone's done it. But, you know, in fact, I did it the other day to get the membership because I didn't know what was going on there. Um, still got 11,000 as we, we best, but uh, we'll, not, we'll not talk about that. Um, mm. it, kind of, it kind of stops that business going on mm-hmm. and it helps people who are maybe at work at 10 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning when the tickets go on sale on a Tuesday morning, you know what I mean? And, you know, I think a lot of us are quite, you know, quite lucky that, yes, we're at work, but we've got access to a screen with a computer or we've got access to a phone. There's some people who maybe work in retail who can't do that. There's some people who work in services, you know, ambulance drivers, whatever, whatever, who can't just be like, yeah. oh, I'm just going to sit on my phone and have it open for an hour while I, you know, while I maybe wait in this queue. A ballot just means that I can just go on on my own leisure within the three mm-hmm. days, whatever it is, click yes in a way and like I don't have to worry about it. and then if I get it I get it if I don't I don't um so I think that's going to be better um I know obviously you know it will annoy people who maybe last season had memberships and went to almost every game but you never guaranteed that with a membership like if you want a guaranteed every game you buy well if you can mm-hmm. you get a season ticket obviously you can't and I think that's the other thing that's annoyed me a little bit about this season I haven't even mentioned yeah like, not even just went, oh, by the way, we've got no season tickets this season, so mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. There's just been nothing. Like, it's just been... Like, last season, I think, that was it 100 and odd they released? 1,000 yeah. they released. 1,000. And there was, yeah. some, there was a purchase criteria, and it wasn't there. But that, again, people who queued multiple times on multiple browsers had a better chance of getting those then. If they just went, look, we've got season tickets available for members. You go on the ballot, and away you go. And like, and then it goes. You know, we'll pick from there, and and I think that might be how they do it with future season tickets. I don't think there'll be a this theoried waiting list that everyone seems yeah. to think exists, but doesn't. It's not going to be that. What I've seen with this membership is that there's an option to renew now. You mm-hmm. can renew that. You can tick that button and say, "I want to renew this membership for next season." It doesn't do anything yet, and I think it's just going to be a case of you buy your membership, and then if you want a season ticket, you can enter the ballot. Mm-hmm. whenever they have some available to get the season ticket and then that's how it's going to work and everything's going to be this ballot way and as someone who buys a lot of shoes don't like ballots never win them but uh <laughs> hopefully it's going to be different for for tickets and maybe they can get get across for a couple of games um what are your thoughts ian just realized you've been very quiet ian <laughs> no i've just uh... just been taking it all in there's just a couple yeah. of points that i i think the communication i, I think it's like you say, it's it's not not a negative, but I, I feel like they could have because I'm aware that a, a few of our lads or, or one of our lads was involved in the, the sort of meeting about the ticket, and surely the like an idea could have been to use them as a focus group of like, right, this is the press release that we're going to release. Yeah. What what do you think some of the questions would be? Because yeah. like some some of the questions, like it seems like fairly logical but it neither confirms nor denies what you think which it just leaves it ambiguous so one of the questions i had obviously i, I love taking joy to the match so I'm, I'm, obviously i'm aware that you can group together the, the ballots i understand that you can do that but in terms of like the seats do do i get you're still unsure whether you get to pick your own seat you don't know whether it's just going to be you would assume that if you particularly if it's like a junior membership excuse me, that you would you would group those tickets together. But like I say, it's just ambiguity. Uh, I can't even speak ambiguity. Um, 
uh, around it that it, mm-hmm. it doesn't even sour taste, but I just think it could have been handled a lot better. Um, yeah. The thing with the the digital ticketing and things like that, I think everyone's not not to sort of make light of the situation, but because it's brand new, people just want to make sure that they, they know how to work it. And it might take a, a couple of games to get used to it. Obviously, people, human by nature, are creatures of, of habit. So yeah. this whole new thing about, well, we've got to have a smartphone, we've got to have a QR code, and we can do this, and we can only do this a limited amount of times, rather than just, I've got a card, I can scan it and go in. If yeah. I can't go, I can pass to me brother, me dad, me mate, whatever. It's just because it's all new that people don't tend to like change. Humans don't like change. Um, so there's an element of that to it. But I think in terms of the ballot, I think it's probably the, the fairest way. And I think w- without trying to be negative or like slander any of our fans, I do think quite, a, a, not quite a lot, but a, a section of our fan base feel that having a ticket to the game is a is a right, not a privilege. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in a position where I've been lucky enough where I've got like lads in the podcast group or friends that have had memberships or season tickets and they've used last season, they've used their, their numbers and stuff to get me and Joey or me and Sophie or the three were to, to games. But I accept the fact that because I wasn't a member or because I wasn't a season ticket or the chances of me going to many games was few and far between. I made me peace with that. I'm quite all right with that. But I do feel that there's quite a lot of people, particularly with how successful we are now as well, that they'll say, "Oh well, I was, I went to the the games in the championship. How, why don't I have more of a right than someone that's only mm-hmm. just started with support?" And we're like, at the end of the day, we're all supporting Newcastle. Granted, I can see some people's opinions on loyalty and things like that, but like, particularly if you're not a season ticket holder, you you don't have then a right to dictate you should have a ticket more than me or mm-hmm. the next guy. Like, it's just, it is what it is. It's beyond your control. Don't worry about things you can't control. Like, you've done as much as you... So, if, even for the ballots, like, there'll probably be... I can anticipate people kicking off, oh, well, I haven't haven't got a ticket yet and I've had, had every ballot. Like, it's a case of, like, it is what it is. Just yeah. be happy that you have the opportunity to do it. Some people won't even get that. So that's yeah. my two pence for all it's worth. Uh, I was I was going to say, um, I think this argument that, you, that you're talking about here really just emphasises the point that we need to get these fan zones or whatnot up and running as quick as possible yeah. because it's FOMO, isn't it? People are getting the fear of missing out of the, yeah. of the match, not being part of the atmosphere. Whereas if you've got this massive fan zone, okay, you might not be able to get to the match, but look, we are on a lot of games on Sky now, etc., Chances are there'll be a lot of them that are shown at these uh, fan zones, and there'll be a lot of fans who don't didn't get the opportunity to get a ticket that can go and watch them, and you'll still be part of the atmosphere, still be outside the ground. It's the next best thing, and I think a lot of people would be happy with that. You know, they'll probably say, "Okay, fine, I didn't get to the game, but you know what? I've got this with me, and that's good enough." Mm-hmm. So it's good that they're recognising that, and I just hope that they put their all into getting this fan zone the best it absolutely can be, because it will be heaving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's why they've went with stock, right? They can just whack this up pretty quickly. Uh, the fact that you know it's all shipping containers and so forth. Get the land, they need to get the land sorted out, and that needs you know leveled off or done whatever and made safe because it's a bit of a shit tip at the moment to to use a, a tone of phrase. But uh, once they get that done, like yeah, I mean getting stock built there, you could probably put that up in a you know good couple of weeks. And the way you go, I know that I think they've aimed for next season for that. 
No, no, November, November, I think they want it ready for November. November. November, was it? Oh, okay. I must have read that. Maybe I might have read the next season, as in yeah. Portland. Um, no, I'm I'm just <laughs> um, one thing I you know, I know we've talked a lot about like the, the clubs not communicating, but I do think today they they did very well with the communication about how to put your season ticket on your yeah. phone, yeah. you know, what to do when you get to the ground, all that sort of stuff. And I think they're gonna have because they've been again, they've been hiring for do they call them local heroes? The 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 stewards outside the ground to help people like mm-hmm. find their way to whatever stand at. I think they're going to be more of them than there ever will be, you know, for the first few weeks. Uh, hopefully for the for the rest of the season, because I, I hope these people don't just get, you know, hired yeah. and then kicked off um, after a couple of weeks. But I think there'll be enough communication around the ground, enough kind of you know information boards, whatever. On this is what you need to do is how you do it. Um, but like I said at the start of this little conversation, I just hope that if you haven't downloaded your ticket to your phone. There's something you can do about it if you're at the ground on, you know, on that was it Saturday evening now, on the first day of the season, um, mm-hmm. because you might not get in. I mean, you you will. You'll go to the box office and they'll print you off a ticket. Like it's not a problem. But be prepared. Like just get it on your phone. Do it now. Like if you if you're yeah. listening to this right now, and you're not on your phone listening to this, pull your phone out, log into your NFC page, and just click that add to wallet. All you got to do, click the button, and it's in your phone. And you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the season because it's. There. I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing Apple geniuses just scuttling around the ground and in the strawberry <laughs> and stuff, just basically breaking like, yeah, on older people, being like, "You got your season ticket? Is you got it all downloaded? Oh, good, good. Do you want to come over here and I'll help you out? There'll be loads of them. Man. There'll be loads. <laughs> and you can tell there'll be some people who still get to the ground and be like, "What's this, man? It's not working." It's like yeah, well, they are, they are offering, it. you can get your card. They they are saying if you don't if you don't have access if you don't have access to a smartphone is what they say so I don't know how they because obviously mm. a lot of people just make I'll just go and get a card and I can share the card yeah exactly you know, yeah support the system yeah well yeah it's, it's way around the it's system all perps really yeah yeah but uh yeah they maybe still uh, be like well hang on a minute you you logged into a website on an iPhone how do you how have you not got a smartphone because obviously that's all tracked anyway we'll move on because there's a lot to talk about there and I think we could probably fill two podcasts worth mm. with. Uh, that, but we'll move on from preseason and we'll move on to scranny chatter. Um, Ian is grinning like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> anyone, well, everyone who's listening because nobody's watching, it's audio only. This week, we are going to talk about our favorite burgers beef burgers, cheeseburgers, chicken burgers, Ooh. mushroom burgers, if you're that inclined. Um, nice. Anything to do with burgers. I actually had burgers for tea tonight. Um, in pre- so not in preparation, are. it just happened to be the what we have. And uh, no, I made it, did it myself in the spirit of Kenny Chatter. Um, but Ian, as always, mate, we will come to you first. Your favorite burger, where is it? What is it? And how was it? Well, I've got a couple of honorable mentions, and I want to start off at the like the lowest tier and work my way up. So, okay. honorable mention, okay. I don't feel you can beat a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. Bit of extra cheese on, absolutely unreal. I'm fussy, so I don't get the pickles and the the onion, but I'll, I like the mustard and the ketchup. Extra cheese on the cheese goes on the paper. We'll discuss this in the the membership group. Two ninety nine for a membership group. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. It's the best community ever. So get yourselves on that. Um, you peel the cheese off and you eat the cheese. Um, so that that was me, like me, very very low level because I I do love a, a McDonald's double cheeseburger, but there's a couple of burgers that I've had in and around town. Um, 
Lola jeans is good, particularly good for a burger. Um, there's a thing called Battle of the Burgers, which they have at Wyland Brewery. Um, and they they won a good few year in a row. Theirs is really good. My favorite in Newcastle is Fat Hippo. Um, they do two burgers that I love. The first one is I think it's called the Wild Bill. It's basically double burger, double cheese, um, barbecue sauce, and then it has jalapenos in, but you know, I'm fussy, so I don't get the jalapenos. You get, the, you um, get the medium jalapenos. Uh, <laughs> or if if anyone's a fan of still game jalapenos, um, <laughs> and the other one is the fat hippo burger. So again, it's a double burger, double cheese, um, chorizo. There's onion rings, but I just take them out and put them on the side. And then they've got something called fat hippo sauce, which it's I don't know what it is, but it's it's like. It's almost like a, a smoky, <laughs> spicy mayo. It's really, really nice. Mm, um, nice. They are—it's an absolute dream. Like, they're—they're uh, they're definitely my favorite in Newcastle. But um, I went to Manchester in March, um, and so there was someone from work. I think lived there and said there's a place called I think it's Almost Famous. Said go there because it's, it's very similar to Fat Hippo. So. Went there and there was there was a burger called something like the Unfair Ground or something like that. So what it was was again double burger, molten cheese sauce, deep fried bacon, which that was probably the worst part of it because it was like very very thick and chewy, and it, it wasn't quite nice. It sounds great, but it wasn't. Um, and then topped with a corn dog in an absolutely like fucking love corn dogs so um yeah that's probably out of the out of the three of them i'm gonna probably say them the one from almost famous is the best burger that i've had it was absolutely unbelievable and i just love the novelty of having that corn dog because i love corn dogs so it was like mm-hmm. it's like a burger and a little treat um <laughs> on the side but yeah they're my favorite burgers there's probably a load that will come to mind after after we're finished, because I remember last time I'm on about TV shows, I completely forgot to, to mention <laughs> Phoenix Nights and Max and Paddy. So, um, yous will probably get a message in about three hours being like, Oh, I remember this burger this time. But yeah, those are me, uh, me shouts for best burger. Absolutely unreal. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm picky. Oh, well, I'm not picky with burgers, but um, I don't like big things. Thick burgers, you know, mm. when you see them in the, yeah, and you know what I also party. don't like? Yeah, I don't like it where they don't cook them all the way through either. That's mm. very dangerous mm. for minced meat or for ground yeah. beef. Yes. You've got to cook it up. Like having a pink inside sounds good, but it's actually there's a lot of bacteria in yeah. in raw meat. Mm. Especially Steak raw beef. fine, burgers um, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steak is absolutely fine, but burgers no. Um, Which is it's ironic because that's how fat hippo cook this. They're like, oh, it's yeah. a, little, a little bit pink, but I'll, I'll risk the salmonella. Or the explosive diarrhea, or whatever I'll get, because they're, they're really good. Sorry, Scott. Go on. Well, I I also have a, an honourable mention or two. I do. So you said the double cheeseburger from McDonald's. For me, the the low tier, if you will, is the XL bacon double cheeseburger from Burger King. It's 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 huge. Um, but I think you like it in because there's no like pickles or anything on it at all. And then you just, what you do, and shout out to Chrissy, who I used to work with uh, in Apple. He, he won't be listening. He's a Mac'em. Um, but he <laughs> showed us that what he used to do was he'd buy one of them, 
and you'd buy a sachet, well, you didn't buy, you get a sachet of the tomato sauce and you take the bottom bun off and you smother that in sauce and you put the burger back on and it just adds to the level of that. So that's nice. But do you know what? My favourite burger, and this is going to sound really basic, but I do, like I said, I like smash burgers. Don't like big thick patties. I don't like I don't like brioche buns on a burger like that and get in the bin. Like just give us a really basic burger, not at all. But have you ever heard of something called a secret menu? And a lot of restaurants and fast food mm-hmm. places have this thing where, you know, it's not on the menu, but if you ask for it, they'll kind of know what you're talking about. So mm. five guys. Five guys do something called a what's it called? It's like a Philly. Is it a grilled cheese melt? Oh yeah, grilled cheese, a grilled cheese patty, but is the is the mm-hmm. secret menu. So they do a grilled cheese sandwich, which is just two burger buns turned upside down, cheese in the middle, grilled, done, lovely, right? That's really nice. But what you do is what what they do is if you ask for a grilled cheese patty, they will do that grilled cheese sandwich. So the top and bottom of the bun is toasted. You've got the melted cheese inside, and then they'll put the burger in the middle of it. So Ooh. you get the, um, well, for me, I get the bacon cheeseburger because that's the best thing from Five Guys as well. So you get the bacon double cheeseburger because they're all doubles in there yeah. in between the grilled cheese. And then for the insides, I'm also very picky with insides. No tomato on a burger. Mm-hmm. It's wet. It makes the whole thing slide. It makes the whole thing fall apart. No way. I go pickles, mushrooms, onions. Grilled onions, not raw onion. Yep. Um, and Five Guys do a hot sauce, which not a lot of people know about either. You can get hot sauce in your burger. Yes. Um, and that uh, that tops it off. So it's called, like I said, it's called a, a patty melt or a grilled patty melt. You should be able to ask for it and they should know what you're on about and they'll be able to give you. But if not, you get the, all you need to do is you ask them for a grilled cheese sandwich and then ask them if they could put a bacon cheeseburger in the middle of that without the bun. And then they'll do the grilled cheese and then put the burger inside. Lush. Mm. Um, I have also from Five Guys, I did keto a long time ago, before it was popular, a long, long time ago. But they do in Five Guys, you can get the burger, but without a bun, and they'll wrap uh-huh. it in lettuce for you. Yeah. It's surprisingly very nice. Because mm. um, if you get the, again, you can get the bacon cheeseburger, get, the, get it wrapped in lettuce and get the... The mushrooms, not the onions, but get the mushrooms. It's it's basically like a keto meal, right? So it's like you can't get the chips, and unfortunately, you can't get the chips because the fries at Five Guys are obviously outstanding. And I think we spoke generous. about this before. You only get a small; you don't get anything larger. But the other thing, I top that whole thing off at Five Guys. I don't know if people know this as well. Their milkshakes, you can get bacon in the milkshake. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so I you can get a peanut, yeah. a peanut butter, or a Reese's peanut butter cup milkshake chocolate with bacon in ian's turning his face up standard it's outstanding when you say put bacon in in milkshake are we talking like in little chunks or is it blended or is it just one you know you know bacon you chuck in what are we talking here you know know the crispy bacon that they do at five it's like american style cooked to yeah they crumble that in it's crumbled oh, cool. into the, and then mixed in. It's lush because you get the saltiness and you get the sweetness and you get yeah, it's really really. Oh, nice. I I got the um, concept because obviously like uh, like peanut butter jelly and like when people have like the the donut burgers, I get mm. the concept of sweet and savory. I just it's like when you say it, it's just like 
Or it's you're like one of those where it's like, just leave leave things as they are, separate, you know. <laughs> it's like having tomato sauce on a Chinese. It's just wrong. <laughs> yes, and Decker. Yeah, just get that in there, will yeah. you? Sorry, Decker. Um, yeah, so, that, so that's that's my burger. Um, the burger that I had today was just Billy Basic Burger. We do uh, got these like round potato rosti discs that we put Ooh. in the air fryer. Mush mm. one of them on top with with this might sound controversial, but the cheese on a burger has to be the the plastic, plastic cheese that horrible you peel, cheese. Off, peel yeah. off the yes. yep. Yeah. Put that on, and then um, one of the hot sauces I got is the bourbon and um, habanero hot sauce. It tastes like Jack Daniel's sauce if it was decent. Um, so it's like a decent version of the Jack Daniel's from um, TGI's. Put yeah. that on top. Was lovely. I mean, very basic mm. sesame seed bun, but yeah, I'm not a fan of brioche buns. I'm not a fan of big, thick burgers. Um, I think Seth Rogen did it. So you know the the guy who the guys yeah. who do hot ones. They have a burger show as well. First we feast. Seth Rogen's doing a show, and then he goes thick patties off of dickheads, and I agree with him. Um, don't need <laughs> a thick patty. Mm. Anyway, uh, Joe, would you like to yes. tell us about your favorite burger? Of course I would, yeah. Uh, well, I do agree with you that uh, big burgers should go wider, not taller, because it gets to a point where you can't actually have it in your hands. It just spills out everywhere, and it basically becomes like salad with bacon and mm. onions and stuff. It's just, it's not good for anyone. No one wants it. PSA, please make your big burgers wider, not taller. Uh, now that I'm finished with that little rant, bye. Although, if you do get a burger that you can't eat properly, Turn it upside down because the bottom bun's cool. flat and you can get that on your, under your top lip and the bottom will then be round, the top rounded bun will be underneath and you can get more, you can get that into the bottom jaw. And I get, get yes. Okay, it I get, down, it's a better platform. It, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's more of a, bot, yeah, you've got a bowl, not a plate on the bottom. Yeah. I get mm. that, okay. Life Although at the same time, I, at the same time, I don't want to work for eating my burgers, but I do appreciate, you know, whilst, whilst we're in this, you know, horrible time of tall burgers that's the best uh best we can do so thank you for that scott uh no my so my favorite burgers probably so i um until fairly recently used to live down south in kent and um there was a place a sports bar where um i used to watch a lot of the games and stuff and they did their own burgers uh it started off just two lads um they had just bought the place about a year previously before i found them and they yeah, had a small kitchen where they were just creating their own burgers and they got really big over lockdown because they had like a delivery service and whatnot. Uh, the the bars, or it's more of a pub, is called The Dead Pigeon because when they first bought the place, they went down to the basement and they found what was the remains of a dead pigeon with what looked like some kind of cult altar around it. Oh. So they thought they were... All right. Yeah. And, and so they took it to some, someone, some spiritual person they said that it's some kind of good omen so they um so they kept the name the dead pigeon because they couldn't think of anything else which i Maybe thought was a nice little tidbit never moved like, the gallagher pigeon yeah that's it that's it the name of one of the bars in the stack <laughs> i i got like a pigeon well yeah no so this so this place they did yeah, so they did their own signature burgers um absolutely gorgeous so, you know obviously you have like your obviously your patties um your melted cheese um your gherkins, they had like maple syrup, smoked bacon. It was beautiful. And every month they start they started doing like a special every month. And sometimes it was um 
it was to do with like an event that was on like during the World Cup they had um I think they had uh, no sorry the Euros I meant um they had different burgers around different countries and stuff like that it was, it was really nice um but no th- those burgers are absolutely gorgeous so if anyone does find themselves in Kent for whatever reason and you on your uh the rochester medway region dead pigeon is some of the best burgers you'll ever get um and there are a bunch of good guys there so definitely there when i was in uh barcelona as well there was a little restaurant we went to this was a few years ago now and i don't remember the name of the restaurant but i took a photo of it because if I ever go back to Barcelona, I'm going back to this place. And it, the burger that they had, it was obviously like a regular patty, but they had goat's cheese and a caramelized onion. Mm. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I think it was the first time I actually had goat's cheese in a burger, but it was beautiful. If you, yeah, def- definitely a great addition to any burger with goat's cheese. It's fantastic. Nice. Nice. Mm. Daryl. Yeah. Time for your burger, mate. What well, having? what are you what are you ordering this week? <laughs> well, like like you guys, if I'm going to Five Guys, for me it's the the double cheeseburger with um, pickles, fried onions, um, ketchup, mustard, um, and that's more than enough for me. I quite quite happily eat them all day. My I tell you what, my milkshake from Five Guys would be the banana with Oreo in. That's absolutely heaven for me. Um, but yeah, so other burgers there. Um, Fat hippos on my list. I still haven't been to Fat Hippo yet. It's it's on my list of places to go. Um, uh, I like um, what I had actually what I had for my tea tonight was um, a Heinz vegan burger, and that was done in the air fryer. I had also getting a hold of some um, hash brown quarter pounders that you can get from Iceland. So there's a one of them went in there as well. Um, but interestingly, I actually had it in a, a thin bagel. As as me bun, which was um different. Just the just the hole in the middle, not drip fat. No, not from the air. Not when it's been done in the air fryer. It's all right. Oh, did you do the burger in the air fryer as well? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything that was inside the burger had been done in the air fryer. Um, and the 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 vegan burgers that you get, um, there's not actually a lot of fat content in them. There isn't a lot that comes out while it's cooking either. They won't have any fat. Um, and I had, um, shracha meal on it as well. Nice. It's, do you know what it is? I'm oh, probably hooked beautiful. on that stuff. Yeah, uh, I've, yeah, I've had a, a bit of a, an addiction to sriracha meal. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so without mentions for burgers, um, and again, we need some sponsors because I'm going to start giving out free advertising here. Um, I've got, uh, so we've got, and this is just known to people in in the, in the Tyneside area is the best way to put it because you've got Baker Forest Hall and South Shields. But those who know what Fries and Bergs is. Ah, uh, yeah. The winners. There are the winners. Shields, you know, the that you were yeah. yeah. There's a one in Shields. South Shields. There's one on Shields Road in Baker, and there's a new one in Forest Hall as well. Yeah. Um. Again, smash patties, and and they do a couple of different varieties, but I like to get the American, which has got your pickles and that in. Um. Mm. Lovely. Really, really nice. Um. Good. Nice. Good size portions as well. Really nice proportions, and you can get some uh, chicken fillets to go on top as well. Um. Love going there every now and again, and. To be honest, the one I'm going to say that's been the best one I've had so far, simply because of the fact it was so good and I couldn't even finish it because of the size of the bugger, was um, there's a little place on the Newcastle end of Baker Bridge, and it's it runs under two names. It's actually called the Tanner's Arms, but their food arms called the Scranner's Arms, and they have a nice how little selection dare, of burgers. How dare they steal our name? I know. I know. 
Um, they have a really nice selection of burgers, and they're all made fresh on site to order. And I had a one in there, and it was um, it was a double burger, and it had bacon and uh, was it bacon, onions, pickles, and and all sorts on there. But it was just because of the size of it. It was huge. It was it was a flat one. It was it was a smash patty, but it was just it was just huge. And I couldn't finish the whole. I couldn't finish it all, but it was definitely one of the best nice. ones I've had. Um, and like nice. I say, it wasn't just the only kind of burger that did they do chicken burgers, and they've all got really good locally referenced names as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so get yourselves along there if you can. We'll be happy to see you. Do you know what? I don't mind a chicken royale every now and again, or a McChicken sandwich. Um, tell you what, you get some good what? chicken burgers out there. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, some of the, uh, speaking of the speaking of the vegan and vegetarian burgers, I think, is it um, the McCartney chicken burgers? Mm. Uh, or the corn chicken burgers? No, it might be the corn chicken burgers. They're actually, they've come a long way, you know. Um, oh, but they don't taste like but, cardboard the, anymore like they used to. Yeah. No, 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 definitely like, not. Like, actually, the no, they're, they're, they're really one. nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, but the, um, the little McCartney beef burgers and corn chicken burgers are, are actually top notch. There is a, there is an honourable mention, which I forgot to mention earlier, and, I, and this might this might sway opinions on whether it's a burger or not, but the muck rib from McDonald's. All right, yeah. Is that classed as a burger? Because it's it's. it's I would say it's a sandwich. Yeah, it's a rib. Yeah. I'd say it's a sandwich. See, so I was in Florida in nineteen ninety four. I think it was when the Flintstones movie. Do you remember the live action Flintstones oh, movie? Oh yes, I when yeah, that yeah. came mm. out, and the McDonald's over there did the muck rib, and it was the first time they'd ever done it. Never had it in the UK, and I was obsessed with these little McRib burgers from McDonald's in, uh, in the do, US and Florida. Do rustlers do like the microwavable version of it? Is that yes, where it's like do, it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, an, yeah, like, like an elongated bun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks mm. like a like a, a a rack of ribs, but it's it's obviously it's not supposed to. Yeah, um, yeah, I would go with that a, a sandwich rather than a, a burger. Oh well. Just because it's McDonald's. Okay, what I like off the barbecue is a minted lamb burger. Oh, Ooh. mate, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Love absolutely. a minted lamb burger. Love a bit of I, lamb. Saw in, I saw some in. I saw some in there. Morrison's this afternoon when we were doing the food shop, and it just made us think. Mm, could definitely go for one of them. Were you, were you doing the Thursday it. big shop, were you, Daryl? I was doing the Thursday big shop. Yeah. Nice. Big shop. Absolutely. It is Thursday for anyone listening. Uh, of course. <laughs> um, Right then, uh, I think we're going to wrap things up because we've been going for an hour and 40 minutes. We did have another topic, but I think we'll save that for another time because we spoke so much about preseason and Newcastle and tickets that we can't possibly bring up another topic uh, for your listening pleasure. So we'll save that for next time. Um, but thanks, everyone, for listening. We're still hitting unbelievable numbers on this podcast. That I'm still in shock. Um, you know, hitting between 1,500 and 2,000 uh, weekly listeners to this podcast uh, to this show sorry obviously the the over smiling faces hits hits much bigger numbers than we do but we're small we're starting wow. here um thank you daryl for joining us yet again uh, no problem. In, uh, in Can I just Island? quickly put in as well because we need to mention mm-hmm. this and we haven't done it yet but you mentioned before about it being the best 299 you can ever spend yeah. by god get it spent and watch that video with the smelly fish You've got oh, to do it. It'll oh, keep you entertained. It's the, yeah. probably the best, what, 20 minutes? The best 20 minutes of footage you'll ever see in your life. And it's going to, you need to have your membership to see it because it's absolutely unreal. unbelievable. 
So yeah, so with membership, it's two ninety nine a month. Gives you access to that <laughs> video, and also gives you access to Ian's new favorite place on the planet, mm. the Gallagher Shots members only Telegram group. Ian, tell us all about that Telegrams group. Um, in I don't... in thirty, you got thirty <laughs> seconds. Sell it. Uh, don't think I can because we're we're a PG rated <laughs> show, but um, it's just basically it's. Are we? I like I like what Chris has done in terms of separating because there was there was quite a few of us got got a little bit carried away but um, there's something for everyone in there there's a FPL chat there's food chat movies games um, something a bit extra um, which tends to be funnily enough tends to be the most active chat in there um, but yeah it's it's just a, it's a it's a great place for like minded people um, and yeah some really really nice people in there. Really, 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 really nice, our members. They are. They really, really are. Well, like I said, two ninety nine a month gets you access to that group and early access to videos and access to the Smelly Fish Challenge. Um, if you don't want to do that, that's absolutely fine. It you is. can give us a five-star rating on your podcast listening consumption app of choice. Uh, that's absolutely free to do, and they help us out massively if you do do that. Um, but before I end, like I said, thanks to Daryl, thanks to Ian, thanks to Joe. I've been Scott, I've been your host, and we'll see you in the next one. Ta-da, Cheers, guys. everyone. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.